Welcome back to another episode of Without Apology, brought to you by Wise Fools Media. Without Apology is a podcast about Catholic apologetics from a guy who knows some apologetics and another who doesn't. I'm William. And I'm But you can call me Josh. And Josh, we shall call you. Why did I have to do that? <laughs> In this episode of Without Apology podcast, Josh is going to answer the age-old question. Are all atheists just like Marty McFly from Back to the Future? Join us as we dig deeper into Catholic time travel, or something like that. Does the Vatican have a time travel machine? Yes. We think we know what came first from the last episode, but can we go back and change that? All right. So, first let me answer... Your age-old question, are all atheists Marty McFly? Aren't we all like Marty McFly? Um, sure. No. Yeah. Yes, no? Maybe. No. It's kind of like a, like a Jaden Smith tweet. It's like trying to sound profound when it's really not. <laughs> okay, so today we're going to pick off pick up where we left off last time we were talking about time travel but let me just give a little bit of context so have you ever wondered why is there something rather than nothing like where do we come from what's the ultimate explanation for whatever even if you thought that it was something we could never know i think it's something that most people will ask at least at some point in their life What I think is interesting, actually, I think as religious people, we're kind of at a disadvantage because we get the answer before asking the question. Right, right. So it's almost like a deterrent to ask. But uh, I mean, I'm sure we've all had we've all had those moments of just like that existential crisis of like, why are we here? What's the meaning of all this? Um, And I think a lot of people will try to undermine that very intuitive question by saying, oh, well, look, things just kind of always existed. And the whole point of this analogy is to show that even if things just always existed, there's no reason that should undermine that very intuitive question. So to pick up where we left off last time, I'm going to give this pretty cool time travel analogy. So, All right, I'm ready. I want to hear this. Imagine you're this arrogant atheist professor. The atheist part isn't super relevant, just want to make it funny. So you're this arrogant atheist professor, and you have to give a lecture tomorrow, but you didn't write up your notes. You don't even know what you're going to talk about. You just just keep saying... I'm just going to wing it. Right. I'm just just winging it, man. You're like, I'm just going to leave that to future William, which is probably something you say often, right? I I do. Future William handles a lot of crap that present (laughs) William doesn't want to Right. Except in this case, when you say future William, you're talking about actual future William because you have a time travel machine. Okay. And anytime you're in a pickle like this, you can always count on future William to pull you out of it. So... You don't have your notes written or whatever. And then lo and behold, there's this time portal thing that opens up and future William comes out. and He's like, hey, man, I got your notes right here. It's like beautifully handwritten. And it's on the topic of uh, how religion is a cancer on society or whatever. Right, yeah. And um, and you're like, oh, thanks. Thanks for writing this up. And he's like, no, no, no. I didn't write this up. I received it in the same way you received it. And I'm like, oh, OK, whatever. Doesn't matter to me. Right. And so. Future William is about to step back in this portal, but before he does, he turns behind you. He turns uh, to you and he says, hey, 
celery and peanut butter. That's re- that's important. Remember that for later. And then he, he steps back in his time travel. Yeah, I remember, I remember saying that to myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for the next day, you give your lecture. Everything's great. Everyone loves it. And uh, you come back home and you're like, okay, well, now I have to uh, return the favor, right? So you step into your time travel machine. Uh-huh. Portal opens up in the past. You step out and you hand the notes to the past William now. And you basically reenact verbatim everything that you experienced secondhand. So when you walk back in the portal, you say, celery. And, and yeah, yeah, celery. yeah, right, right. Because everything you were experiencing secondhand before, you now experience firsthand now because that is you. There's only right. one character in the story. It's not like alternate universes, timelines, whatever. It's just. So why do I, why do I say celery and peanut butter? Just to to show that it's literally you, and it's not like a different future oh. William from a different it's timeline. It's like a code, right? It's our yeah. secret password. Yeah, just, just to show that it's you verbatim doing the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the only relevance of that. And so, so you basically you repeat the process of handing it to that William, and then later that William's gonna hand it back to past William. So there's only there's only one character in the story. Yeah, and it just kind of goes on forever. So what happens if I decide not to? write the notes well well wait if you don't if you happen to not write the notes yeah so like present william gets the notes from future william right mm-hmm. and then present william gives his presentation right goes off without a hitch you know god is dead god doesn't exist <laughs> all the little college kids are all like yeah we love this guy because he doesn't believe in god <laughs> and you know right atheist stuff right right so anyway, and then I'm like, I need to return that favor. But you know what? First, I want to eat some celery and peanut butter, mm-hmm. and then I choke. So I can't go back because I had to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go back in time. Well, if that were the case, then you would have never received the notes to begin with. But I did receive them. Well, I guess you would just have to open a tear in the space-time uh... continuum. But for all intents and purposes, for the sake of this analogy, we're assuming... Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. But anyway, so so now here's the question is that we said the notes were handwritten. Were the notes in your handwriting? I would assume so. Right, because, I mean, it is I mean, your lecture, right? Yeah. But here's the thing. They really couldn't have been because you never wrote the notes because they always existed. Another question, it was about cancerous religion, but why would it be that as opposed to something else? We can't just say it's something you wanted to write about because you didn't write the notes. Mm. They just always existed. And so you see what I'm getting at where even though the notes always existed, we can still ask these questions about them. And it's not just nonsensical questions. And the fact that the notes always existed, it doesn't change anything. Even if you had, even if the notes didn't always exist and you still wrote them, just like we could ask, you know, why is it this way instead of that? Even if it always existed, we still, we just know intuitively that these are legitimate questions. Okay, wait, you, wait. I got to stop you real quick. Mm-hmm. So the notes always existed. Right. But they didn't. No, they did. But I had to write them. You didn't. Future William wrote them. See, now this is interesting. So what you're doing now, so your mind has come across something that is unintelligible, that lacks an explanation. So now you're trying to rationalize it, thinking, no, wait, there would have to be an explanation. So maybe like it's something like this or like that. But that basically just kind of proves the point I'm making is that 
whenever your mind comes across something that literally just has no explanation, your mind wants to rebel against that and says, no, no, it has to have an explanation. And that's the very intuition that we're trying to get at here. Okay, so let's take time travel out of the equation. Okay. I can give a I can give another analogy well, for a similar. Well, first let's take a let's take time travel out of the equation. Okay, mm-hmm. so this whole episode is now pointless because um, it's all on time travel. Just joking. Okay, so time travel's gone. I write these notes in the future. Do they now have always existed? No. If if there was a point where like you sat down, put pen to paper, then they would have not always existed. Okay, so let's bring like great. I'm glad. So you if said that, that if that were the analogy, then yeah, it it wouldn't prove the point I'm trying to prove. Okay, so we bring time travel back into play, mm-hmm. and then there's no notes, and then in there the are future notes. I write the notes, but I go back in time and hand me the notes, right? Mm-hmm. So you're saying in that time frame there was always notes. In that time frame, because if, if I came back five minutes earlier, then there would always be notes five minutes earlier. Well, I would say in that scenario, if if we're assuming that there's, we're not talking about like alternate universes, whatever, then you would have had received the notes before you even wrote them. Yeah. If that were, you see. So I'm picking apart the analogy more than I should be picking apart <laughs> the actual argument. Well, I think so. you, but I think you you pick up the whole point of it because it's not about like how do you reconcile this paradox? It's the mere fact of like, hey, notice how you're trying to reconcile this paradox. Isn't that interesting? Mm. Because there's, it kind of shows a a connection between mind and being, right? Where we know the world as intelligible. And if we come across something that is seemingly unintelligible, then there's just no way that it really could be. And I want to make a distinction here too, where... There's a difference between something has an explanation, but we don't know what it is, and something just not at all having an explanation. Yeah. Because things can have explanations, and we just like don't know what they are. Like, you know, maybe there's some solution to the paradox we just don't know. Uh, but the whole point is that, like, there, if, if that were a thing that could actually happen, there would have to be some kind of explanation. Okay. That's the whole point I'm making. All right, so I'm going to go along with this. It's, the notes have always existed. Okay, whatever. Right. But so... When I was going to give this presentation, I was like, oh, shoot, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. I just happen to be atheist. Right. Now, the notes coming back to me being about religion and stuff like that, like, why were they just notes about religion? It right. It's not about anything. Right. No, exactly. And that's exactly the kind of questions I'm trying to pull out because the answers to those questions, though, they don't matter. The whole point is that we're asking the question to begin with. And so now, to bring it back to the initial point I made at the very beginning where when we look at the universe that exists and it exists in this way instead of that, even if, you know, even if the world, let's say like planet earth has always existed and trees have green leaves and it's okay. So why are the leaves green instead of blue? It seems, it seems reasonable to think that it could, things could have been in such a way to where everything is the same, but trees are blue. Right. Right. Yeah. And even if trees always existed, that's still, it's not like a nonsensical question to ask. And that's the whole point right. I'm making. And so, and I would say that get on the grounds, uh, you could even think of bit about this as an argument against the possibility of time travel, where given the fact that you would have situations like these, 
where literally like there just couldn't ever be an explanation. It's just totally unintelligible. Yeah. I would say that's good grounds for saying the scenario I described is just literally impossible. Okay. It can never happen. Um, and so let's see. Oh, so it's from that intuition where we're able to derive a couple metaphysical first principles. And these are the things that we're going to piece together in order to prove the existence of God. It's kind of the foundation of these arguments. One of those principles is called the principle of sufficient reason, where you can think about it this way, where if X exists, there's an explanation for its existence. So, you know, the lecture notes exist. There's an explanation for the lecture notes existence, but also the handwriting of the notes exists. So there's an explanation why it's that handwriting and the topic exists. So there's an explanation for that. Uh, you know, and so then the next principle would be the principle of selection, which is if it is possible that something could have been otherwise, then it's not able to explain why it is the way it is. So going back to the paradox where the questions I asked, it was, why is it this handwriting? Well, why does that question even make sense? Well, because it could have been a different handwriting. Okay. Why is it this topic? It could have been a different topic. And so... Whenever, you, whenever you're able to use that principle of selection, the, the significance of that is that it's not able to answer its own question. Like, the lecture notes couldn't say, like, here's why it's in this handwriting. Yeah. Um, and so then when you look at the universe as a whole, where even if it always existed, the fact that it could have been otherwise means it's not able to explain why it is the way it is. And thus, we have to expand our inquiry to something that's beyond the universe in order to answer those questions you see and you can you can kind of see how this is starting this is laying the groundwork of showing that god exists yeah. you kind of see where where it's headed um what uh, if i printed the notes but i never print if you printed it well if you never print i reckon you uh, like what if they were typed if they were typed oh oh you like if they weren't handwritten like how would we know that i'm the one that typed them well, you wouldn't. In fact, if they always existed, then we would have to say that you didn't type them, which would then be grounds for saying such a scenario is impossible. Mm. Now, which is why whenever you hear people talk about the possibility of time travel, they always posit things like, oh, well, when you travel back in time, it's like an alternate dimension. So the things you do in the past don't affect your own timeline. It's like, why even bother with that? Well, because otherwise you would have these absurd situations that just could never happen. So I, I do believe that if time travel were possible, it would be like um, butterfly effect style. Right. You know, it'd be Ashton Kutcher. It'd be back to the future style. It'd be pretty typical, I think, a standard way of thinking how time travel works. If I went back in time and decided to not ask you to do this, we would not be doing this today. Right. Even though we are doing it today. Right. So would you say that it would, that would essentially either create another, like another kind of universe timeline or no i think that the timeline would just change okay so or then let's say you... the timeline would fracture and go into a different direction right right yeah i'd say i'd say if there were such a thing as time travel that would be the that's the only way i could think of that so for example if if atheists have decided that they don't believe in god they don't like god and then they just then they come to this realization that they're wrong mm-hmm. they don't have this profound experience with Jesus, they just realize, oh crap, we've been wrong for thousands of years, right? Mm-hmm. 
but we don't care and we want to stay right. So they invent a time machine, go back. But because they are incorrect, Jesus's body is not in the tomb because he resurrected, right? Mm-hmm. But they put a body in the tomb that looks like Jesus. Ah. No one, no, there's no fingerprint testing. There's no blood testing. Right. There's nothing. It's just like, hey, this dude looks like a guy that's been dead for three days. Then you wouldn't have the and empty tomb. he kind of looks like Jesus. You wouldn't have the empty tomb, even though Jesus did rise they'd come back so to this day i think that would alter the church i don't think there'd be a catholic church today but i don't I, think I it'd be a like, different time you know frame right. i mean it wouldn't be like I, I feel i feel you timeline. i feel like they would have to do more than because the empty tomb that's just one of many uh reasons we believe in the resurrection but I, I feel what you're saying like if they went back and like is there another reason why we believe in the resurrection yeah i mean there's the uh just all the there's all the people that saw Jesus after he rose. But I mean that's a but they'd be like I don't us, well, you're not really Jesus. Your body was in the tomb. Let me let me say I don't think I know enough about resurrection arguments right now to intelligently speak on that. But <laughs> we don't have to intelligently speak on it. We can just speak on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean that's that's what I do normally, right? But <laughs> but let's say okay. So so then there wouldn't be a Catholic church. Well. Well, no, because Jesus still would have founded a Catholic church, and people still would have believed back then, right? No, not if they found a body, right? But you had you had people that Pe- saw Peter Jesus. would have been like, yeah, they saw Jesus, like doubt, like doubting Thomas, correct? Right. But I think that they they were like, oh, maybe it's like a ghost or an alien or something. No, I think they'd be like, who's this imposter? Okay. Who's this guy faking like he's Jesus coming back? How insensitive are you to I would have I would imagine. I think it was easier for them to believe that it was Jesus, not just because they see Jesus as being Jesus, but because like there was yeah, an acute, there was no acute. one in the tomb. Right. Right. I would so my guess, my my little theory, if we're theorizing, I would say that in God's divine providence, he would strike you down before you put a body in the tomb. Because the Catholic Church would have to exist. I don't know. He's, if he God will, he gives us free will. And this is like this is not Old Testament stuff. This is New Testament style. I would say, I would say God could still do mm. that. I don't know if that necessarily. Hindered. Oh, he, he could do whatever he wants to do. Right. But I think when. Or how about this? So if if you're worried about the free will thing, okay. After you put the body in the tomb, he miraculously makes it disappear when you go away. He could do that as well. Yeah. Maybe that's a weird, like, another dimension, that tomb. Yeah, there you go. Every time you go in there, the dead body just, like, disappears. You're like, crap, we'll get another <laughs> dead body. Let me go kill somebody else to go put him in there. <laughs> you have to take the whole uh, Earth population from this dimension and then... Yeah. Hey, what about that? What if, uh, what if everyone on the Earth right now, like, traveled back in time to, like, five minutes earlier? Would you have twice <laughs> as many people? Uh, well... I don't know if it exactly be twice as many, just because it, oh, I mean, it depends not twice on as many, how many people die yeah. and are born. Like, like if you go back, speaking. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think that we would have no food very quickly. Yeah, we just have to eat each other, like a Snowpiercer. Mm. Did you ever see that? Nope. Oh, is that anime? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, sorry to make that assumption. <laughs> no, it's a it's a good assumption, but uh, no, it was whatever movie oh. i think it has chris evans in it it has to do with eating people yeah <laughs> um was there anything else we were gonna say about time travel i think we we're just talking about it in general yeah all right so here's my other time travel question for okay. you okay 
Um, you go back in time. We'll get off of the Jesus not being in the tomb part. Okay. Mm-hmm. You go back in time and, but we're going to go back to Jesus. And you're like, Jesus is there and like Barabbas is there. Right. And they're just sitting, they're standing and, you know, Pilate's like, okay, well, which one do you want? And you go back in time with all of your Christian friends now. Mm-hmm. And when I say all of them, I mean like all of them. So there's more Christians that are like diehard Christians. They know what they're dying for. They know what this is about. And they get this big rally and all of a sudden people are like, yeah, no, Jesus, because you want to save Jesus. Because uh, I think most Christians think feel- don't really have it in their head that like Christ had to die. Mm-hmm. He had to... So what Rise if from the dead, we prevented he had to go the... kick Satan's ass, right? And he had to go open the gates of heaven. Like that all had to happen. Otherwise, there'd just be a lot of dead people not in heaven, right? Christ, mm-hmm. he had to do it. It was unfortunate. It sucks, but like he had to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but someone went back and like prevented it. From oh happening. wow! And then what? What would Jesus be like? Like what would he's like? No, shh, stop, <laughs> guys. No, like guys, I, just... like. I have to carry your sins. Like, I have to carry this cross for you. And we're like, no, you don't have to. I'll do it. Because I think people would do it now, like being like, no, because yeah. that's, but it that's why it there's wouldn't. martyrdom, right? Because they were like, I would I would have carried that cross. If, right. What I know now, I knew then I would have done it. Right. But for a normal person to die, that wouldn't save us. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> like, what if Jesus was 34 years old and not 33? Do you, th- you think that would change a lot? Well, I, I guess know. like like you mean like butterfly effect kind of. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah, no, that is interesting. It's funny. I really I don't think about time like most travel people just often. think about time travel going back and like okay, I'm gonna play these lottery numbers because I know they're gonna win, which mm-hmm. is one of the first things I would probably do. You yeah, know? I'd probably go back in time and prevent something that I regret. Mm-hmm. But I think there would be people that's like, no, you gotta do something more. Like I'm gonna go back in time and kill Hitler before he does all this other mm-hmm. stuff. You know, and I'm like, okay, justified. I'm down for that. But what if there are people like, oh, I don't want Jesus to die. He was so like, he was so loving, blah, 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 blah. Like the right. same people that go up in front of like award shows and they're like, I'd like to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Right. You know, but the song was called like bubble butt twerks, <laughs> right. you know, and it's just nothing but girls twerking in his video. But he's like, oh, I want to thank Jesus for giving me the talent to do this, you know, sinful song. Right. You know, um, and maybe they're like, no, I'm going to go back and save Jesus. Yeah. No, that's interesting. I don't know. I don't know where that would leave off. Seems like a pretty scary thought, eh? Yeah, I think so. I, I wonder, going back to, uh, you were saying, like, going back to correct past mistakes. Uh, I wonder if, imagine you do that. Like, let's say you say something cringy or whatever. Or, like, you know, you just go back and correct some awful, like, your worst regret. Yeah. And then you come back, and then, like like your wife's not there you know what i mean I like you're like yeah it's like you never met or something like that like i know yeah isn't that nuts right that'd be crazy <laughs> dude it's pretty bananas well this is without apology yeah this is a podcast this is fun it's cool to uh short conversations about yeah. deep stuff that might blow your mind yeah. or you might look at us and be like you guys are kind of dumb <laughs> it's cool to get off the main topic every now and then yeah absolutely um okay well you guys still can't find us on social media no because we're not on social media um but you can find we're on us on itunes right yeah that's not social media yeah oh if it not no 
It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I'm, where they can go listen to our podcast. I'm not the social media guru. Um, he takes care of all that. We are on SoundCloud, and we are on iTunes, and that is it for now. So if you're looking for us, you need to find us in those uh, avenues. But I will say this. You can call us, okay? I haven't received any phone call. Actually, I did receive a phone call. Believe it or not, I was so excited. I received a phone call. They did not leave a message. So I think it was a wrong number. (laughs) But call us, 985-503-7867. That is 985-503-7867. It's a recorded line. It's just going to say, hey, welcome to the Wise Fools Podcast Network. It's usually me, so you're probably hearing the same voice. And it says, hey, if you're trying to get in touch with that guy show, Messy Buns, the Hubby Wifey Show, or without apology, leave your name, where you're from, and uh, you can leave a comment or a question, and we will answer it on the air. So we're excited for this. We hope that uh, someone calls in. I'm surprised your mom hasn't called in yet. <laughs> yeah. I'd love for, for I, some I, for I, some Leslie calls. Yeah. I was thinking, how great would it be if... I'm like, going to say this now, and now she's going to call in. Yeah. How great would it be if someone called into like a wrong number, and they like left some <laughs> message, and we, did, we played it on the show? Hey, Leon! Leon, can you pick up more milk? Hey, I, I got your ointment from the CVS. I don't know. Actually, CVS does leave automated messages. Like uh, that. They don't go specific, but it's yeah. funny. So, yeah, so you can call us where? 985 503 7867. I'm William. And I'm. But Josh for short. Oh, uh, yeah. This is a Without Apology podcast. And the joke is funnier the second time. <laughs> Oh, bye.